What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. Today is September 30th. How the heck are you? Happy Thursday. Hope you guys are having a nice week so far. How is it? You cashing some winners? You, you making things work? You betting some games? We got a lot coming up this weekend. We got some football, uh, baseball wrapping up the regular season. And then keep in mind, we're just a few weeks away from hockey uh, basketball. It's going to be busy here coming up very soon. But on today's show, a uh, little combo show. We uh, will do a trending Wednesday, some trending topics from yesterday, and then uh, we'll do a deep dive on power rankings. Talk about power rankings. Uh, what are they? How are they made? How should they be used? Because power rankings get thrown around all the time, and uh, I think that there's some confusion about the origination or what power rankings are, are supposed to be used for. So we'll talk about that on today's show. Uh, special thanks to Better Edge. Online, betteredge.com. B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, like sports better. Uh, great place for everyone to start betting because you can bet VIG free. And the reason that you can bet VIG free is it's really cool. It's more of a platform that's very similar to trading stocks. Okay, So all that Better Edge does is match you up with someone who wants to buy the other end of a bet. Okay, so if you like a football team, minus three, there's going to be someone out there who likes the other team plus three, and you don't have to pay the minus 110 to get that bet down. Better Edge doesn't keep any of it. They've got a business model, so they don't rely on that. And that's the one thing I always hear. Well, how do they make money? Don't worry about how they make money. The point is you can bet VIG free. Check them out online, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Use promo code SHARP when you're signing up. That promo code gets you a free 10 bucks and uh, lets them know we sent you right here on the Sharp Angle Podcast. Online, betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, so uh, let's get to some trending news. A couple of trending topics here. The first of which, the Brewers, one of their star pitchers, Devin Williams, broke his hand last night drunkenly punching a wall. Now, I'm not going to scoff at this too much. I've been there before. Yes, I'll admit it. I've been drunkenly angry and punched a wall before. It's probably in my college days, okay? A while ago, which I don't know how old Devin Williams is. Probably not too much older than that. My point is, I'm not going to sit and judge him for that, but I'm going to judge him because if you're the pitcher on a team and you're going to the playoffs and you just clinched last night, I don't know why he punched a wall, but he was obviously mad at something. You've got to be more careful. I mean, you have to be more aware of what's going on. I don't care how old you are. What's Look, me punching walls, much different. I didn't have the organization, you know, billion dollars, you know, billion dollar organization relying on me. That's the difference here. I mean, I guess I was just trying to be non-hypocritical, but it's it's ridiculous. It's different situations. Okay, when you do this and you have a lot of responsibility, it's not a good thing. Okay, so you talk about what does this mean for sports betting? What does this mean for the Brewers, their chances to make the World Series, so on and so forth? I actually have a couple bets, a couple of futures bets for the Brewers to make the World Series and it drops about 7 to 10% based on what I plug in, 7 to 10% drop off for the Brewers for getting to the World Series. Okay? Now think about that. That's a big deal. That's a huge jump. The average edge the sports book ha- has over uh, over the average sports better is about 2.5%. Think about that. 2.5%. This jumps almost four times that in terms of a negative for the Milwaukee Brewers. So 
it's not good. I mean, this this affects prices. This affects Milwaukee's chances. This isn't just one pitcher out. This is a, a big deal for Milwaukee. Now, can the Brewers get past this? Yeah, they're a very good team. And keep in mind, bullpens and rotations shrink in the offs or in the uh, uh, postseason. So you're not going through a five man rotation. You're not trying worried about next week. We've got six games in seven days or seven games in seven days. We got to worry about our pitchers and the relieves. No, it's different in the postseason. So. That's a benefit if you have bets on Milwaukee or, or you're a Milwaukee fan. But overall, huge downgrade, 7 to 10% downgrade for the Brewers because of Devin Williams punching a wall and breaking his hand. All right, other news. News. We got some news here in the NFL. Our first month in the league wraps up, and we have our player awards. NFC Players of the Month. NFC Offensive Player of the Month. Cooper Cup. He had 25 catches. 367 receiving yards and uh, five receiving touchdowns. Defensive player of the month, Trayvon Diggs, cornerback for uh, Dallas. Uh, six passes defense, three INTs, and he has one pick six. The NFC special teams player of the month, Mitch Wish- Wishnowski, the San Francisco punter. That's always nice. 11 punts this, uh, this season or this uh, month. Yeah, you want your punter to be out there. It's probably not the best sign. Uh, AFC Players of the Month, Derek Carr. Man, he's looked good this year. Uh, 65% completion percentage, over 1,200 passing yards, six touchdowns, 101.4 passer rating. Defensive Player of the Month, Von Miller, eight tackles, four sacks, six tackles behind the line of scrimmage. And AFC Special Teams, this is what you want to see. Jamal Agnew, wide receiver for uh, the Jags, kick return touchdown and field goal return touchdown. That's what you want to see for special teams, not these goddamn punters. Uh, rookie of the Month in the AFC, Jamar Chase. Yes, he can catch the football. Uh, defense for Rookie of the Month, Asante Samuel, cornerback for the Chargers. All right, let's get to our power rankings talk. Uh, NFL power rankings. Let me pull mine up real quick here. NFL power rankings. Uh, we're going to talk power rankings today. And the reason is because I saw an article. Jesus, come on. Where's my betting? notebook there it is i saw an article and it talked about espn's new power rankings and espn this week came out with their updated power rankings and i thought huh that's interesting you know i obviously am a professional better i do power rankings myself power rankings is the name of the game let's see what espn has and uh espn's power rankings are about as bad as you can get I mean, you talk about reactionary. Everything's who won last weekend, who lost last weekend. It's very square. I mean, it's some of the worst power rankings you can find. Uh, let's talk about some differences here. And just this isn't where we're going to go. Just some pure differences in my power rankings and the uh, ESPN. Uh, ESPN has Green Bay number four. I have Green, Green Bay number seven. But look, it's not about the top teams. A lot of these rankings, we know they, that Kansas City and Tampa, and the Rams, and Buffalo are good. Okay, we all know that. We all know Houston, Jacksonville, Detroit, the Jets are bad. Really, where you make your money in power ratings is in the middle. Okay, that's where it's so tough. Who's number 11, 12, 13, 14, 15? And actually, I'm not going to go through uh, team by team, but ESPN is so... I mean, I don't want to be hyperbolic or just be... I'll say it. They're fucking dumb. They're just dumb. If you bet on this information, you're going to lose so much money. Let me give you one glaring obvious thing here, okay? I have Kansas City, the number one team in the NFL. Other outlets, 
either have Kansas City number one or Tampa Bay number one with Kansas City as a close two. There's no debating right now. If you talk to anyone who knows what the hell they're talking about in the NFL, power ratings wise, there's two teams clear above everyone else. Kansas City and Tampa Bay. And maybe even we can have a debate about clearly above everyone else, but those are the two top teams. And every power rating I see that I respect, and every person I talk to who wins betting the NFL has Kansas City either one or two. ESPN dropped Kansas City to number 10 off of their loss last week. Okay? That is insane. Now, just to give you an idea of what that quantifies down to in terms of how many points better teams are, that would mean that the Kansas City Chiefs are roughly, okay, roughly six points worse than the uh, LA Rams. So you're telling me that if the LA Rams and Kansas City Chiefs played today on a neutral field, LA Rams would be minus six? That's what ESPN is telling you with this stupid, antiquated, power rating system. And I actually went in depth and saw, how does ESPN do their power ratings, right? What are they, what formula are they using here? Oh, it's a voting system. They say, hey, Steve Levy, what did you think of the Chiefs? <laughs> well, they lost. Let's knock them down. I mean, it, it's things like this to give power ratings a bad name. Okay. So let's get into power ratings. What are power ratings? Power ratings actually have a, a history behind them. Power ratings for a long time were specifically used by either sports books or sports bettors to create lines for a game. Power ratings are not subjective. Power ratings are not reaction based on what happened last week. A power rating is actually a system to where you boil teams down to a number and you create lines based off that number. And we use power ratings for hockey, soccer, football, basketball, baseball, golf, tennis, UFC, everything uses power ratings. Power ratings are generated by fierce, detailed algorithms that come up with all different kinds of ways to interpret information. And yes, we program these, these computers and these systems. Okay. And remember a system is only as smart as its programmer. But the, 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 the point here is power ratings aren't, all right, everyone, let's get a circle and vote on who looks the best this week. A power rating is a real tangible quantifiable way to distinguish who's better than who else and how to make a line. Right now, I think everyone listening would agree the Kansas City Chiefs are probably better than the Dallas Cowboys. But the question is, how much better? And that's what a power rating does. It gives you an exact line so we can see, are the sports books off? Are the sports books correct? At least based on our interpretation. So power ratings are amazing tools that can be used in the right hands, okay? But ESPN and CBS Sports and Fox Sports think it's cute to put up weekly power ratings that, in my opinion, just confuse people. I mean, the NFL is tough enough to bet on. When you see an ESPN power ratings article, which, trust me, a lot of people bet like this. A lot of people bet with this info. A lot of people see this and go, oh, Kansas City number 10. Well, they are one and two. Huh, maybe they're not as good this year. Well, no, if you talk to anyone who knows what they're talking about, that's probably not the case. Kansas City maybe isn't as dominant as we all thought, but to think that they're as bad as number 10 is crazy. So power ratings are a great tool. If they're in the right hands, it's all about math and boiling teams down to a number. 
Uh, how are power ratings made? So I kind of alluded to this earlier, but power ratings are made with complex mathematical systems. I hate, I hate using the words like algorithm or model. I mean, I feel like all these hacks on Twitter who do a couple, you know, easy algebraic equations are suddenly saying, okay, everyone, I plugged into my formula, my algebraic, my, my algorithm here that I've created to, it's like, ugh, I feel like a hack now when I say that shit, right? So I just hate talking like that and saying that stuff. But really, that that's kind of, that's what it's that's what it's doing is we're coming up with a really complex math problem. You know, we're we're collecting decades of data, deciding what's important, what's not, what games look like today. You know, what what's important in today's game? Uh, how do we extract data or turn data into predictions? And then finally, how can we make those predictions more and more accurate the more data we get? So we are constantly altering the way we interpret data in the off season. Okay. That's what I do. May, June, July is I'm working on my NFL and college football stuff. Okay. That's when all the work goes in. Everyone thinks that I do most of my work during the season. I mean, maybe for live betting, maybe for handicapping, but in terms of actually creating the device that I use, that's all off season stuff. Okay. So in the off season, I come up with this whole, you know, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Let's just call it a formula. And I do it on, uh, I mean, I'll just say, I, I for those who know uh, coding, I do it on a program called Jupyter Notebook. And I use uh, Python. It's a computer coding language. So that's how I do my job. Okay. And I gather all the data I can, again, decide what's important, how to filter it, what to look for. And it gives me a number. And this number is my power rating. So that's how they're made. Is It's, it, it's, kind of a complex system and maybe I could do a, a, a math show coming up here for like my math listeners because I mean if I gave you guys a the idea of how to make your own power ratings that's a whole different show it's probably too complex for just a podcast but that's the idea is we're taking a whole bunch of data from 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 years and years and we're applying it to teams that are currently in the league okay and we're saying this is what players have usually done on teams like this. What's our current grade for these players? What's their system? What's their pass with these coaches? And, and, and you have to take all that into account, okay? My point here is, I don't want to be too convoluted with this. My point is, power ratings are complex. So this shouldn't be simple to do. It's not like everyone out there should be able to come up with their own power rating. If you can come up with a good power rating, you can, you're well on the way to being a pro better, okay? So that these things aren't easy. But a power rating is a very powerful tool. And it's, it's made by complex math that boils everything in every team down essentially to one number. Now, how are power ratings used? We talked about what they are, how some, you know, how I come up with mine, how, how other people come up with theirs, not ESPN. Now, but how do you use them? Because once you have your numbers and you've boiled everything down, there's got to be a way to come up with a line. And there is. There's a very simple way, actually, in the NFL to use these power ratings. Now, I have updated power ratings every single week. And what I'll do is every couple weeks, I don't want to publish these all, you know, regularly. I work too hard on them to just make these available. But occasionally, I'll put them out there. Now, if you want our most recent NFL power ratings, we released some a week ago. Uh, last week, uh, go to Twitter at SharpAnglePod and you can get our power ratings there. But it's very simple. You just do simple addition, subtraction, and then add home field. So let's use an example here. Let's use the Cleveland Browns and the... I'll just find something that's easy for my math here. 
Let's use the Cleveland Browns and the uh, New Orleans Saints, okay? I have Cleveland Browns 3.5 points better than average. So if Cleveland played an average team on a neutral field, they would be three and a half point favorites. I have New Orleans as a two and a half point favorite against neutral. They have a 2.5 rating, okay? So what that means is New Orleans, two and a half points better than average. Cleveland, three and a half points better than average. So Cleveland is one point better than New Orleans, okay? Remember that. Cleveland on a neutral field is minus one. But now we have to factor in home field advantage. And let's just say roughly, this is very rough, very antiquated, but we'll just say roughly home field is worth three points, okay? So Cleveland, if they're minus one on a neutral, at home, Cleveland would be minus four. And New Orleans, if they're plus one on a neutral, at home, they would be minus two, right? They're plus one, and we're adding three to that. So you go from plus one to zero to negative one, to negative two. So, without doing any additional handicapping, which is necessary at this point, this isn't the final number, that's our spread. Cleveland at home, minus four. New Orleans at home, minus two. That's how you use power ratings, okay? So, you see the frustration. When I get on ESPN, and it's like, hey, fresh power ratings this week, look at our new power ratings. Well, these are trash. I mean, these are horrible. And you may be seeing Tyler, if they're trash, why are you dedicating a show to talking about it? Because the, it's not just about what to look for. It's about what not to look for, right? It's about what to avoid when you're betting sports. And this is something absolutely to avoid. Now, they have here in this article how we rank our power ratings. Okay, this is how ESPN does our ratings. Our power panel, <laughs> a group of more than 80 writers, editors, and TV personalities. Yeah, because those are the best people at evaluating sports evaluates how teams stack up throughout the season. So it's an, a vote for 80 ran, or a random 80 people at ESPN, writers, editors, editors, great, and TV personalities. Yeah, we want Stephen A. Smith. Oh, that's ridiculous. Right? Kansas City 1 and 2, put him down. Number 10. Isn't that such a Stephen A. Smith thing to do? So, again, my point with all of this is just be careful where you get your information and be wary with with places like ESPN who try and pretend like they know what they're talking about. They have shows like the daily wager. Have you ever seen the daily wager on ESPN? There's not a faster way to lose money than betting on these insane square things they are talking about. And I guess it comes down to this for me, the way I evaluate people or at least people trying to give me sports betting advice if you have another job or you have an income outside of your sports betting, it's hard for me to listen to you. Now, I'll be transparent. I do this podcast. I, I work for a company called Woos Media. I make about 95% of my money every year betting on sports. I make just enough to cover like a, a car payment here or there, maybe a few dinners. That's what I use my show money for. I don't make that much on the podcast. If I quit podcasting today, I would be perfectly fine. If I quit betting sports today, I would have to find another job immediately. So to me, that's the difference. I have to live with this day in, day out. My decisions have real meaning on my net worth and my bankroll and my bank account. And can I make my payments this month? And am I going to have a great month? What's it going to look like? That paranoia and living that life will make you a good sports better. When I see these guys 
who are making $120,000 at ESPN giving me advice on who to bet this weekend, I just want to say, fuck you, buddy. You don't know what it's like to be a real better in real situations where your dinner is on the line. This guy, this hack on Daily Wager or on Fox Sports 1, whatever it's called, Fox Bet Live, these guys are making six figures, some of them, in salary every year. It's not hard to give advice when you're getting a paycheck, a fat paycheck every two weeks, that you can blow a couple hundred bucks on your crazy opinions. So that's the difference. Be very careful where you get your info, who you get your info from. And my, my, my general sweeping idea of how to evaluate these guys, unless they are living and dying with every bet they make, very similar to how I am, don't listen to them because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I, you can probably hear I get passionate about this because I see all the bad information, all the hacks that are out there today giving terrible advice because guess what? It doesn't really matter to them like it matters to people who do this for a living. All right, that does it for today's show. Appreciate you guys jumping in and listening once again. Uh, good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle Podcast.